Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the 610 podcast. Quick disclaimer, um, I apologize for not being um, as active on the episodes as I wanted to be and on Twitter, post-game stuff. I've been dealing with Wi-Fi issues where I record and edit, so there's been some problems there over the past week. And... Um, fingers crossed, knock on wood, it seems like we've got the Wi-Fi figured out for now, but, um, obviously we'll keep, um, you know, keep an eye out for any other issues, but for right now it seems to be okay as I'm recording, um, this podcast, so let's, you know, dive into the Phillies finishing up the homestand four and three after the all-star break, definitely a good, um, First series against the San Diego Padres. First four out of the five games um, right out of the shoot from the All-Star break. Aside from the first one against San Diego. Um, seemed to be going the Phil's way. They had a lot of momentum. Um, you know, after the sweeping the doubleheader Saturday. Um, Kyle Schwarber had a big, big day Saturday. Um, two homers. Between the two games, I think he finished the day with four, three or four RBIs. And then Sunday, I was actually at the game. Um, It was a struggle for Zach Wheeler, to say the least. I couldn't believe, you know, what I was really watching from him. He wasn't getting ahead of guys early on. He seemed to settle in pretty well. But I think overall, the Phillies had an issue with that top four guys in the Padres lineup, you know, throughout the entire game, but the Phillies battled back. They got the win in extras. It was a really, um, fun game to be at walk off. Um, you know, sack fly by Kyle Schwarber to plated Mundo Sosa, real fun game to be at. And, you know, riding high off that, they go into Tuesday night against Milwaukee. Aranola pitches, you know, pitches well, has a good outing. Um, they end up getting the 4-3 to win. And then yesterday on Tuesday, it was a struggle. You know, um, early on, you know, it was not what... We it was really different from what we've seen out of the Phillies starting pitching early, um, you know, from Christopher Sanchez, you know, the what we had seen. I guess not too different because the Phillies had given up a lot of early leads actually to the Padres, so it wasn't anything too different. It was just strange to see them not battle back offensively and take a lead. They were managed to tie it up, but they just couldn't get that lead back and it was a struggle no idea it's been you know beaten to a pulp no idea what was going on there with Bryce Harper um still not sure I mean Thompson kind of gave you a little hint as to what was going on there but um it wasn't it, it sounded like basically Bryce couldn't pick up 
I can't remember exactly who the pitcher was for the Brewers, but he couldn't pick up what he was throwing. I think it may have been Milner. Couldn't pick up what kind of pitches he was throwing at him, and he was just kept taking um, taking pitches. Thought he was going to get walked when he went up 3-1. Count full 3-2. Three, three and two. And then Topper said that he was trying to put together a put together a competitive um, at bat there on the final pitch, but it didn't really look it. Yeah, it was Milner that struck him out. Um, it was odd uh, to say the least. And then today Corbin Burns was just electric all over the place. Um, Got ahead a lot against hitters. And, you know, Taiwan Walker, it's a shame. He looked good. You know, he really did. I mean, he gave up, you know, four earned runs, but really pitched well besides one mistake to Christian Yelich. And sometimes that's all it takes. And then um, Vasquez there giving up that single to Contreras with two outs. Uh, Andrew Vasquez, who's been pretty good out of the pen for the Phillies this year. It's a shame that that happened um, for him. And then, you know, Dylan Covey with pitching um, in a not a very high leverage situation kind of cruise there. So I guess that's kind of the spot that the Phillies may want to go with Covey moving forward perhaps. Um, but, yeah, Phillies lose 4 nothing. They dropped that series to the Brewers. But overall, it was a 4-3 homestand. It's a shame they couldn't get the series win against the Brewers because I'd feel more confident going on the road now for the weekend series against Cleveland. You know, starting off on Friday, we're going to take a look here now as we um, switch over to a preview. Starting off Friday, 7-10 tomorrow night, it's Ranger Suarez on the mound, 3-8-4 ERA. In the month of June, Ranger Suarez was really good. I mean, I don't know exactly how similar the ERA is. I'm trying to look that up now. But he looked like 2011 Cliff Lee in that month of June. I mean, it was pretty, pretty darn impressive. Um, He was just insane. Um, Completely different in July. Uh, yeah, Lee, okay, so it was an 0-2-1 ERA, so maybe not exactly like Cliff Lee, but <laughs> he was, Ranger Suarez was the best pitcher on the Phillies pitching staff, you know, he finished, like I said, the month of June with 108 ERA, it was pretty darn good, um, his last start against San Diego, six innings pitched, gave up a homer, you know, no decision, in that 6-4 win, the first of the doubleheader, it was a really, um, like I said, a struggle for him early on. I'm not too thrilled with where he's at since the calendar has flipped. Um, would like to see some more consistency. He's got a 5.82 ERA right now in the month of July, and he's able to go pretty deep, at least five innings, but... He's given up a lot of hits, some homers, um, just n- not too not too consistent 
Um, and I mean consistent in a good way for Ranger Suarez right now. And he squares off against Gavin Williams, who has a 3.94 ERA. Last start against the Rangers. Five innings pitched, gave up two earned runs, and the Guardians lost that game 2 to nothing. So he was pretty good. Um, in July so far, he's got a 4.76 ERA. So a 1-2 and two record. So I think right now where the Phillies are concerned, going up against Gavin Williams, um, a righty, I just feel like they need to be. He's only had 23 strikeouts this season. I feel like they need to be on him. Um, you know, from the get-go, this offense kind of scuffling in the last few games. They need to be on him. And and Gavin Williams, who made his first start June 21st against Oakland. So even though I said on Saturday at Zach Wheeler and Zach Wheeler. Like I said, um, not dominant. Um, he's really not been his self this year, it feels like. 7-4 and four record, a 4.04 ERA. I already read off the numbers from that Padre series. Aside from the one blip in the season when he had those consecutive outings against the Tigers, the Diamondbacks, and the A's where he looked like Zach Wheeler, um, he struggled. You know, he hasn't had a month where his ERA has been under three. He hasn't had a month where his ERA hasn't even been under, um, you know, 3.20. Aside from May, where he did pretty well, every other, you know, month you see he's struggled. And he just hasn't been able to find that consistency. He racks up the strikeouts, but he can't limit the damage. He gives up homers recently, and it's it's really kind of frustrating to watch him go out there and pitch. And against this Guardians lineup, it'll be interesting to see how he goes about this. I mean, you know, how he tries to make adjustments to this Guardians lineup, which I would characterize as a little bit like the Marlins lineup. You know, not a lot of um, heavy hitters in terms of guys that are just going to knock the ball out of the yard. This is a team that I feel like you're going to give up a lot of soft contact to. And we've seen the Phillies against the Marlins. They struggle um, in the soft contact department. But he's going up against Tanner Beebe. 3-3-2 ERA, 5-2 record, um, six innings pitched, five hits, six strikeouts in his last start against the Rangers in which the Guardians lost 6-5. to five. This was this past Sunday. Um, going to be interesting to see here, you know, with, you know, a lot of these guys. I don't think any of the Phillies have faced... BB has 77 strikeouts this season for the righty. I'm going to be really surprised. I would be I wouldn't be really surprised, let me rephrase, if um he's going to have the best start out of uh, all these pitchers just seeing the matchup and knowing how the Phillies struggle. So that's Saturday at 7:10. Sunday at 1:40, it's Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phillies. 4-2-7 ERA, 9-6 record. Let's see if he can build off that 
Brewers start. Let's see what he can do. That was a good start. He gave up some, you know, hard contact uh, flyouts. I guess he didn't really give them up, but, you know, a lot of hard contact that he was able to keep in the park. Um, let's see what he has for Cleveland. Again, soft contact. That's what always kills Nola against the Marlins. That's what I feel like will be the real problem for the Phillies pitching against Cleveland. No starter listed for Cleveland as of right now. So that's the preview of the next series. The Phillies, who as I'm recording this, um, currently sit in second place in the NL East. Kind of a, a shocker, you know, there with how things have transpired. And as well as of right now, they hold the third spot in the wild card above Miami um you know so they didn't lose out on the on the third place in the wild card spot heading into Cleveland but you know and now looking over at the Guardians they're two games back on the Twins they're 47 and 49 you know Cleveland's going to come in here and they don't want to be um losing up ground to the Minnesota Twins and the Twins are kind of you know they're they're kind of back and forth both teams are 5 and 5 in their last 10 games Cleveland, I'm sure, is looking to make a big, a big uh, run at it here um, as they get to the, to the second half of their season. The wild card for them, they're six games back. I mean, they still have a shot, but with the way the AL East looks and the Angels and the Mariners, there's so much going on. And Cleveland right now, I feel like, is that last team in the American League that could even have a shot at um, the wild card spot. I know the Detroit Tigers are still nine games back, but I feel like the Guardians, they're still kind of somewhat within reach. Even though it's six games back, they're still kind of there. Kind of. I wouldn't expect them. The, the, the biggest chance for Cleveland making the postseason this year is winning the AL Central. Um, but yeah, so that's all I really have today for the Phillies. Um, kind of a quicker episode as um in terms of recent um recordings but hopefully fingers crossed i'll be back on sunday to recap the philly C series as they hit the road we'll talk to you again sunday night fingers crossed we get it in um so yeah thanks everyone for tuning in